0: Welcome back to Just Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Um, Today we have a special guest who's not been on the show yet, Ben Bilotti. Ben, how are you doing? Doing great, Clay. I'm really happy to be here to talk about fantasy.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think my team's doing pretty well, so hopefully I can give some advice to everyone else.
0: So those who don't know, Ben works for Just Baseball. He's more of a behind-the-scenes guy, but but I I, I wanted to give him a chance to come out and introduce himself. He does all the editing for our videos, so anytime that you see any mistakes you know now who to point it towards right ben (laughs) yeah if there's uh, something not cut out of a video
1: on youtube that's that's all my bad so (laughs) put put all the hate my way i guess
0: ben tell us a little bit about your team who's on your fantasy team some some of the big names if there's any key pickups you've had this year that that you're proud of go ahead and tell us
1: yeah definitely um so in my keepers league i i had Jeremy Pena on last year, so I've been riding that train. He's He's been up and down this year for fantasy, but um, my proudest moment right now was just drafting uh Yoshida Masataki Yoshida early. Obviously, he got off to a super slow start, but the past week, two weeks has been just easily like the most points out of any of my players on my team, especially the week where he had three home runs in one week. Um, and then we're actually we'll, we'll get to another one of my pickups shortly okay. when we talk. Great! To him,
0: so. Yeah, so Ben's a Red Sox fan. Ben, you live in Boston, is that right? So
1: I live in Providence right now, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. I will be moving to Boston, though, shortly. So I'll be able to have a lot more access to Red Sox games and everything then.
0: All right, I'll be in Boston in July, so I'll I'll, I'll have to hit you up. But uh, um, just a few news and notes to roll through before we get into this episode, which we're going to be talking about streamers for the first part of the week. And the waiver wire, players that we think you should pick up starting your week fresh. Maybe you're coming off a loss, need to shake up your roster some. We have a few names for you. So the main news that I want to talk about is Gavin Stone, a rookie who's getting called up by the Dodgers to start Wednesday's game. Gavin Stone's Just Baseball's number 43 prospect um, was incredible. Last year, across three levels, he had an ERA under two with a Ks per nine around twelve at each stop. Just a fantastic start. So I'm shooting up the prospect rankings. You know, it's it's another example. Man, here are the Dodgers with more talent coming. What's new? We we've seen it with James Alman this year as well. He finished in AAA le- last year. Stone did. He went back to Triple to start this year. Not the best start so far um just in over 24 innings of 4.74 era 27 strikeouts i i'm not reading too much into that small sample size in terms of fantasy impact i don't know how long he's going to be up i don't know if he's going to be playing or, or i'm i'm sorry starting every week or anything i'm in wait and see right now are you the type that wants to jump on a gavin stone
1: So if I have a slot where I go in and I have streamers, you know, weekly that I'm, you know, going in and out with, I'll take a chance on him. I always like taking a chance on the young prospect. I think there's always a little bit of magic that can happen on an MLB debut. But then again, you do have to be very mindful of the guys that do implode. Um, You know, like Mason Miller, I think was a good pickup for some people, but you might've not been as happy with that result as you would have liked. So I'm always careful for the prospects. If it's obviously, if it's, Someone super high, you have to go for them and just hope that they pan out and stay on the team for the whole season. But I think someone like Gavin Stone, pretty high-ranking prospect, take a chance. But if you are dropping someone worth keeping for the long haul, definitely don't do that. That's what yeah.
0: And the way I like to do my rosters, I like to have an empty spot—not an empty spot, but a floating spot, kind of like what you talked about. A spot that I'm bringing in a reliever for one day, or I'm Mm -hmm. bringing in a streamer or whatnot. So. Gavin Stone somebody I'm going to look into and see. I I don't think I will this week, mostly because I have far too many starters on my roster to begin with. There's a guy that we're going to talk about that I recently picked up. I just picked up Taj Bradley as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have the room for it. I may have to pick up a bat just just to have a full lineup this week. So let's go ahead and jump into the waivers. My first one is Nick Senzel. And Ben, what you have to know is I'm a Reds fan. I never talk about Reds players. Because I'm not really big on a lot of the Reds players in terms of fantasy. Nixon's a guy I wrote off a while ago. Like, I'm talking two years ago. I just never really solid injuries, poor performance. Nothing looked right with Nixon's L. He comes in this year injured, of course, which has always been the case with his career. Starts the year on the I.L. Rehab start looked pretty good in Louisville. But, you know, it's AAA baseball. Right. Comes back to the Reds and has hit really, really well. The stats that we were about to read, we we're recording on Sunday. These are from Sunday morning. 260, 235, 360. He did hit a home run today on Sunday. Two hits. Um, net, you know, the next couple of games are against the Padres, who starting pitching has been, you know, okay. And the White Sox. The White Sox might be the biggest dumpster fire right now. <laughs> um in terms of just expectations, I would say the you know the A's are worse than them. But um, one thing to note about Nixon's L as well is you know, he has center field eligibility. He has had seven games at third, and I believe he will get that 10-game mark to get extra eligibility. I believe he'll get that in the next week or two. He's been playing a lot of third base and four games at second. What do you like about Nixon's L? Yeah, I love the versatility.
1: I was a guy that followed – Jack McMullen's advice, take Brendan Donovan. I've fallen in love with Brendan Donovan, but I could see me, uh, Nick Senzel is open in a ton of leagues just because, you know, he does have the injury concerns. He hasn't always stayed on the field, so a lot of people are wear- weary to pick him up. He's someone that I can see myself, you know, this week or next week, dropping Donovan for and picking him up. Um, He's because he could be that perfect, you know, keep him on the bench. But if he's hot, keep him, put him at third, put him him at second. The versatility in fantasy is starting to become something that's huge, especially with so many more off days built into everyone's, um, you know, management. uh, The way way managers manage the game with off days, the versatility in fantasy is just as big as it is in you know real life and MLB. So I love that about Senzel. I also love the walks because he might strike out a lot, but he's been walking a lot. 12%
0: walk rate so far this year, which is high for him. 17.5K%, percent, which is about what he's been at. The the question with him him has always been, how much can he impact the baseball? Well, he has a home run today as we record on Sunday. That's two on the year. Again, small sample size. We want to talk about some deep leaguers today. He's owned in less than 1% of leagues. I expect that Mm -hmm. to start to jump up, especially for the people that just sort by you know, past seven days stats, he's played really well. Now, you know, he just played against the athletics, so that's going to help some, but had a walk-off home run the other night. I've never seen him as comfortable as he is right now. He looked happy. He was a guy who has not always had a smile on his face with the rough, rough start to his career. So I like Nixon's out in a deep league. I love him, especially like you said, Donovan's not getting it done for you. Maybe, jose miranda i know he's owned in about 57 percent mm-hmm. of leagues i wouldn't drop miranda yet but if you did you know and you just need someone who can fill a couple of positions nixon's all can be that guy yeah absolutely next is a guy who's a little hit or miss but i like him is shea langleyers if you're looking for a catcher in a deeper league i like shea langleyers simply because of the power six home runs this year 13 runs, 16 RBIs. His slash line is 233, 298, 488. Here's why I like him. Every single day at bats, he's going to be in the lineup. Something that's needed in fantasy. And so often we see catchers playing, you know, getting the third or fourth day off every single time. He's in that lineup and he's batting towards the middle of the lineup, which is key in fantasy as well. Now the run production hasn't been amazing with the A's. Their offense is not as bad as you would imagine. It's the pitching that's really held them back. So Shea Langelier is only owned in about 9 or 10% of leagues right now. If you're looking for a catcher, if you've had an injury, if MJ Melendez is not cutting it for you at this point because he's off to such a cold start, hold Melendez, by the way. Hold him. Make him your backup outfielder. But go out and get Shea Langelier's, Um, The at-bats, I've watched almost every A's game this year. And his at bats are getting better and better. He's starting to get more comfortable, and he's starting to also not only swing for the fences, but take take the away pitch to, to the opposite field. Um, I, I, I like what I've seen.
1: Yeah, Shea Lang. Uh, he's actually I've picked him up and I've had him for a while now for exactly what you said. MJ Melendez is not cutting it, but not someone I can just completely fall off the earth with because I do believe in Melendez, and we do here at Just Baseball believe in Melendez yeah. as a first and foremost as a hitter. But, um, you know, Langeliers is someone I look at to fill that role of Seth, Seth Brown for the A's. You know, some, yes. his, Seth Brown was someone last year that stepped up and had a lot of power. And he might have not hit for average or got a lot of hits. But those doubles and home runs, um, especially playing in the Coliseum, a lot of doubles. Um, that was worth keeping on fantasy for a lot of people's rosters for the entire season. And now with Brown on the shelf, Shea Lange- Langeliers is looking to fill that role. As a catcher or DH, and like you said, consistent ABS every day, so I, I expect to see the power continue for him. And I really do think he's a really solid pickup.
0: Yeah, and that's how they're keeping him fresh—is they're playing him at DH and letting Carlos Perez play catcher some. Um, Sunday's lineup had Perez DHing, so they've been flip-flopping, trying, trying to keep them fresh. The next guy is Ben's boy here, Jaron Duran. Only owned in about nine percent of leagues now. Duran came up last year. High expectations, didn't quite meet them, as happens all the time with rookies. No big deal. Starts in triple this year, I believe. Gets called up early, 409, 429, 659. One home run, 10 RBIs, two stolen bases, 44 at-bats. That slash line sounds like the three-game sample size type players. 44 at-bats is still a small sample, but it's enough to say, like, wait up, I do actually need to keep an eye on this guy. It's not just throw the stats out the window. Ks are down, from four, down 4% from last year. Average exit velocity, 93.7 miles per hour, the 58.8 hard hit percentage. No, this is not going to be the norm for him. No, he's not going to become one of the best hitters in the MLB. But at this point in the in the year... The James Outmans have been picked up. The kind of you know, up-and-coming guys who were there from the beginning are already getting scooped up. This is the type of player you need to take a flyer on now before someone else does. And if he gets cold, you drop him. This is why you kind of have an extra flex space in your roster is to pick up a Jaron Duran, who's only owned in 9% of leagues, go out there and, and fill your outfield with a lot of speed and what looks to be, so far, good bat-to-ball.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And much like we were talking about with Nick Senzel and how you watch, you're a Reds fan, you watch him, and you see he's never been at this comfort level. That's how I feel with Jaron Duran. Jaron Duran is one of the guys that I picked up shortly after he was called up because I saw him in the box. He actually looked comfortable for the first time I've seen. I think this is the third time he's been called yeah. up in his career. It's the it's the most comfortable I've ever seen. He had he made his uh, revamped his swing a little bit. He looks more comfortable. His walk percentage is up, like you said, strikeout percentage is down. And the most important thing is just how he's impacting the ball. Like that exit wheel you said every single ball is being ripped ground rule double today. I think he leads the American league in doubles and he hasn't even been playing the whole season. So nine doubles. He leads the American league since he got called up. And this is just a guy that's confident. He looks like he's having a ton of fun. And the Red Sox, you know, were they're underdogs this year not the best team in the league but the scenery inside the clubhouse has changed the mentality has changed and it's the perfect clubhouse atmosphere for someone like duran to thrive and for someone who last year struggled with um what he said he had he had mental health issues last year being called up didn't fit in um and now he says best clubhouse environment he's ever been in so it's definitely someone worth taking a flyer on i'm starting him every day in my league right now within that flex spot and if he gets cold no worries, I'll drop him for someone else, maybe. But for right now, it's a really solid option, and it's someone that I would put confidence in. Still be wary because he's been up and down a lot, yeah. but for right now he looks like a completely different player.
0: Yeah, and good for him. You know, we, we've talked about a lot of outfielders in the past couple weeks who are owned in that less than 15% range, and it's just about filtering them in and out at this point. Excuse me, you've got to just pick one up mm-hmm. while they're hot and see which one will eventually stick because one of them who we've talked about, maybe Jack Swinski or somebody's going to stick and actually stay on your roster. And it's about finding that person. So if you pick, you know, somebody else and it's just not, not working, drop them, try Jaron Duran for a while and see how that goes. Ben, have you played so rare yet? I have. It's, a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so rare is a fantasy baseball game that makes you the owner. I'm sure that most people out there have started playing it by now. It's free to play. You build your own team with officially licensed digital cards, and then you're the GM. So you get to draw players, add players. You can actually purchase cards if you wish to as well. You get to keep cards, competitions happening each week and you get to win real prizes. So it's actually a really cool like free to play game in which you can actually win something and if you keep winning you keep advancing. Um Ben, who who's been on your so rare team? So I got really lucky with the first draw and
1: with pitching and I got Dylan Cease and and uh, Logan Webb.
0: So oh. those have been
1: those have been my two starters pretty much if they're if they're slated to go in the 3 or 4 game set, whatever the week is for, if they're pitching they're in my roster all the time. Um, but I'm, I've been following, you know, you and arm a lot, especially with arms picks. I'm trying to get the younger guys in there that are a little more, a little more affordable if you're buying players. Yeah. Um, so Corbin Carroll at first was a cheaper option. He's gone up in price a little bit now, but I keep rolling Corbin out there. Uh, and I just keep riding with cease and web. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, not, not I'm not buying as many guys as, as other people. I'm trying to do it all myself. So it's a little harder, but it's a lot oh. of fun.
0: I want to see how much like Brent Rooker is at this point. He just keeps hitting home runs and um, you know, that's a guy whose card was probably dirt cheap to begin the year. And now he's playing so well. So, but back to some waiver wire pickups. The next guy is Carlos Estevez of the angels, a relief pitcher. I did not know much about Estevez until recently. I still don't know that much. I've watched a couple of games that he's pitched five saves on the year um, with, You know, he is walking a lot. It's 4.26 walks per nine, which that's a reliever build. You know, like that happens with with some guys in the bullpen. Only owned in 14% of leagues. 1.42 ERA, 2.57 FIP. Carlos Estevez, I mean, at this point, if you need saves, you need to be doing the same thing that we just discussed with the outfielders. You need to be picking up players. And we told people weeks ago, AJ Puck, pick him up. He has been fantastic. You can't get him anymore. Like, you're not going to find AJ Puck in your league. He is on a roster. Now it's time to find the next wave, the next person who can steal some saves for you that nobody was thinking about. Could this be Carlos Estevez? I mean, is he a guy that, that you may look into?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, i look at it this way he's already taken in my dynasty league and he's available in my other league. I'm, I didn't, I missed the puck wave. I don't want to miss the Estevez wave, especially because. Uh, a lot of leagues are opting to go not only saves but holds. So if you're in a yeah. league with holds, he's going to be getting both of those. So whether it's holds or saves, some people combine them into one category. So that, yeah. that he's the perfect pitcher for that, whether he's closing or you know a setup role, and he's looked really good so far.
0: And the Angels are a good enough team that they're actually get some wins. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not picking up a closer on a team that's never going to get wins. So right. I actually like this move a lot. Thirty-one percent whiff rate on the fastball. on the slider. I I like the small sample that I've seen. If you're looking for another closer, I may have mentioned this in an article or maybe on the show, Liam Hendricks is out there on a lot of leagues. He just pitched in a rehab. He's going to be back soon, which is an absolutely remarkable story. And I love to see it. I'm his biggest fan. He's on my IL. If you have that floating spot, before you add someone, add Liam Hendricks, Boom, bump him to your IL, wait a couple weeks, a month, whatever it may be, whenever he's comfortable to come back, and you're getting one of the best closers on a team that's not very good. But keep in mind, it's probably time for the White Sox to start selling. JustBaseball.com, Elijah Evans wrote a fantastic, super long, in a good way, article about the White Sox and what their situation is and if they're going to buy, sell, trade, um, de definitely suggest checking that out. Um, he, he breaks down who's available and who may be moving. He talked about Hendricks. Man, if you're a team that needs a closer at the deadline, that's a really good option. The last guy that we're going to talk about before we get into streamers is Logan Allen. Pitched on Sunday. I know Ben and I both watched the entirety of that game because I have Logan Allen and he was going up against Ben's Red Sox.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now his first outing, He's only had two starts for the Guardians, owned in 17% of leagues. First outing, went six innings with eight Ks. Second outing on Sunday, five innings, four hits, two runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. So I'm watching this game, and he was cruising through four, looking really good. Gives up a single, then he gives up this bloop double that went right over the third baseman's head, weird bounce and just happened to go into the stands at Fenway where it kind of juts out there from there. I think it was like a 37 pitch inning, maybe even more than that um, led to two runs. He gets pulled due to pitch count, but overall I loved what I saw in eight strikeouts. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has that type of stuff too. This isn't a terrible lineup that he was just carving up or anything like that. I love what I saw from Logan Allen. And if people picked him up last week to stream then dropped him or picked him up today to stream and in a points league he got like eight points or something, if they drop him after that, I am scooping him immediately. This is one of my must-ads. We know the type of pitchers that Cleveland develops, and this is just the next one in the line.
1: Yeah, definitely. He was that. He was one of the guys that I picked up as a rookie the day he got called up, or the day before he got called up, and I've kept him ever since. Mm-hmm. I loved when I saw the first start. I actually saw him his previous start in when he pitched in Worcester. I went to that game. Oh, in, okay, you know, cool. Talks and saw him pitch there, and he looked great. Uh, he's one of the sweeper guys, so the sweepers uh, contributing a lot of his a lot of his K's. But he just looks like he belongs. Like he doesn't look nervous out there. Yeah. He, didn't look, he didn't look rattled when he was getting babbished to death today. Yeah. So I think he's a really good guy, especially if you do have the empty spot. If you don't even, you know, drop someone with the empty spot, pick him up and keep him because he looks comfortable. He's shoving. Today was just a little bit unlucky, but look at the start before. It was great the start before. He's still striking guys out, which will get you points, even if it's not a lot. So hold on to him. I think he's just going to keep doing what he's doing because Cleveland just knows what they're doing when
0: it comes to young pitchers. So there's two runs today. Single, weird kind of bloop, unlucky double that ended up in the stands for a ground rule double. So now you have runner on third and Jaron Duran, who we just talked about on second base. Tons of speed. The way they scored was Alex Verdugo had a check swing looking half swing swing. Not Mm -hmm. a confident swing at all because he was fooled Mm -hmm. by Logan Allen's pitch. And it just blooped into center field. It was very lucky. Duran's speed allowed him to score. That's how the two runs scored. Nothing stuck out as, "Mm, I'm a little bit concerned about Logan Allen. Everything today that I saw said, this guy's legit. I'm glad that I have him and there's no chance that I'm dropping him anytime soon. Ben, are you ready to jump into some streamers? Let's do it. Streaming options get more and more difficult, it seems like. And it also is one of those deals where we, we talk about the same players a lot because they're streaming like gods. So Tyler Wells is the streaming god because he's not necessarily like great enough to be on everyone's – like. if you're in a 10-person league, he may not be on a roster, but you know he's going to have 35 transactions throughout the year of people picking him up and dropping him for streamers. Well, so I love the matchup he has. And if you're in a team that's, or an elite that's, you know, competitive and you need to start, I would pick him up today. I like to pick up my streamers two or three days before, even if I do have to sacrifice the roster spot before someone else can get them. So he pitches May 2nd at Kansas City, a good pitcher's park so far this year, um, 2.79 ERA, 3.88 fit. He's only walked three battles – excuse me, three batters all year long, and he's pitching to soft contact. Kansas City is a bad team. Ben knows that firsthand from watching MJ Melendez. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a 69 WRC+, which is tied with the Rockies for last in the league. I love this streamer pick. It's probably the one I'm most confident in that I've had all year.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're in a 12-person league, I think – like Clay said, this is someone that might be hard to get your hands on. So if they're still out there, go get them right now because they are one of the, he Tyler Wills is one of the most consistent, you know, fifth guys in a rotation. Yeah. And you need to have him on your team. And especially if he's pitching against the Royals, I have him set to hit a career higher in strikeouts when he pitches on Tuesday.
0: He's not even a strikeout guy, and I love that pick. Like that that tells you all you need to know about the Royals. It's been rough there for a while. I feel bad for the fans of Kansas City. Yeah, the last streamer and before we we get you all out of here today, Griffin Canning for the Angels at St. Louis on May fourth. Fifteen in the third innings this year. That's three starts. Four point one one ERA, four point two eight FIP. The velo's up a tick from last year. And This is a guy who's been injured and kind of battling back from that. I love what I've seen in the tiniest sample size so far this year. The three outings were five innings, five innings, and five and a third innings. If, if now is the time to kind of stretch him out, the pitch count has been increasing. If he can get to six innings, you are going to get a quality start here, I believe. In the three outings, he's given up two runs in one outing, two runs in another outing, and three runs in the third outing. So if he can get stretched out, man, I like it. He has a 40% whiff rate on the slider and over a 30% whiff rate on all of his other pitches. Mm -hmm. The stuff looks great. Ben, the Cardinals' offense, what do you think? What do you think?
1: The Cardinals' office has been struggling. As someone who really invested in the Tyler O'Neill Newbar, so New, Newbar, Newbar's been okay, and Neil was a hu- O'Neil is a huge letdown so far. I really hope he turns it around. But I mean, if you watched the game last night, one nothing against the Dodgers, the Cardinals just couldn't get the bats going, and it's really been. Ever since, you know, the opening weekend and the couple weeks after that, it's just been not – the bats have not been able to get going. The pitching hasn't clicked. They're just in a bad rut right now. And Canning's always been a guy that has had good stuff. It just doesn't – you know, maybe the confidence isn't there. At the end of the day, his pitchability might not be there. But the trend we've been seeing, like you said, Clay, the last three starts have been pretty good. you got to win his last time out against Oakland. Um, and he really is just right there. Like you said, he gets the six innings. That's a quality start and it all – all of his starts, if he just gets one more inning, that's a quality yep. start. So against a struggling Cardinals lineup with a guy with good stuff and who's right on the brink of cracking something open, I think it's a perfect streaming option, especially with someone who's only owned in 2.1% of rosters and uh, fantasy leagues.
0: Awesome, awesome. Everybody remember to like, subscribe, comment. Comment and tell Ben how awesome he's he's been doing on all the video editing. editing. And Ben, before we get out of here, tell the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ben Belotti, just plain and simple how it is. But more importantly, uh, make sure you go subscribe to all our YouTube channels, main page, just baseball fans, just fantasy show, or just, yeah, they have their own pod, uh, show and go call up with YouTube channel for every show we got. So go subscribe to all of them. Follow just baseball on Twitter. And uh, yeah, who, who cares about following me when you can follow the brand?
0: hey for those of you who don't know show and go that that's probably the most underrated podcast we have in my opinion jack yes. McMullen and taylor davis former mlb player and minor league player walk you through the life of being a actual player and what that's mm-hmm. like and they have great guests I, I i don't know why that's not like something i see shared on twitter all the time such an interesting interesting podcast so check that out along with all of them. Ben, have a great day everybody else we'll see you on friday